0: Good morning, everyone. That's loud. Dana, can you turn this down a bit? Number 11. Thank you. Too much. Good
1: morning, everyone.
0: (laughs) My name is Mike. I'm one of the elders here at Oasis, if you don't know me already. Uh, As a church, our mission is to help people become uh, and grow into mature disciples of Jesus. We believe a disciple should seek God, belong to community, and serve the world. Seek, belong, and serve. Uh, Welcome to any guests that are with us today, uh, whether you're here in person or online. Uh, if this is your first time here physically, we'd like to give you an Oasis coffee mug as a thank you for coming gift. Um, if it's your first time online, please please let us know by filling out the connection card um, that's in the Connect With Us tab on our website, www.celebratethejourney.org. Uh, for those of you that are here, the connection card inside the coffee mug um, or on the center back table under the clock. We don't ask the information on these cards to pester you too much, but just to provide you some important information about who Oasis is to help you decide if this is where God wants you to worship. Uh, If you have any questions before you leave today, just find someone. They can either answer them or find someone else who can answer them for you. Uh, Connection cards can also be used to sign up for a weekly email uh, newsletter. or you can text the word newsletter to the number that's on the screen. Uh, It's the best way to keep up to date on what's going on, uh, find out information that's going on um, at the church. Also, on the back table by the lamp, there are some sheets with upcoming events that are happening here at Oasis. Um, If you don't get the email, if you don't bother to read the email, because we know who you are that do that, you can get a printed out, um, uh, just a list of uh, what's happening in the coming weeks, coming months. There's a prayer box also on that table by the lamp. Uh, If you have a prayer need, there's cards next to it. Fill out the need, put it in the box. There's a team of dedicated prayer warriors that will pray over those needs for the week. Um, If you want someone to pray with you, please put your contact information on that card and someone will reach out to you and pray with you. Uh, If you are online, you can go to the prayer page on our website and fill uh, fill out your prayer need there. Anything on those cards or in the um, online uh, will be held in the strictest of confidence unless you note otherwise. Um, if you, if it's okay for the whole church to know, then we'll send out a, uh, a church-wide email about that. Uh, speaking of prayer, we gather together as a community here in the sanctuary on the second Tuesday of every month, which happens to be two days from now. November 2nd is our next one. Uh, right here in the sanctuary, please come out and join the community in prayer. Um, it's a, we find it's a good time to experience the power and presence of God together, uh, more than you can do so alone sometimes. Uh, we also believe supporting the local church through the giving of tithes and offerings uh, are biblical truths, uh, whether you're here in the sanctuary or online. Uh, if you're here, here um, physically, there's a joy box on the door, by, uh, on the wall by the door you came in. Uh, you can put your ties and offering in there. If you're online, you can go to uh, the Give tab on our website and fill out a one-time or recurring gift amount. And with that, I'll turn it over to Dennis. Thanks, Mike.
1: Good job, Mike. Good morning. Somebody better escort this lady out here. She's causing trouble already. All right. I got a lot to get out this morning, so we're going to be busy. But first, we're going to pray. Um, it's brought to my attention that a family um, in Virginia was in a uh, really bad car accident. They were hit from the back, uh, mother, father, and a four-month-old baby. Um, and it's pretty bad, from what I understand. The baby's head was crushed. Um, they're hoping. Hi, Janice and Rob. I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, ADD. Um, what was? Oh, and um, uh, the the mom has some broken vertebrae. The dad is is under um, observation. So broken the the dad or mom baby um so uh they need a miracle and it just so happens our god is in the business of miracles so um so let's pray let's just uh i'll open and um we'll just spend a few minutes 100% Lord complete. Father, we trust you, we trust in your goodness, we trust in your plan. Help us trust when we don't understand why. Continue to bring this family up in our hearts and our minds, Lord. Said. we got a lot to do and we have to start this morning with a little bit of a uh, review um, it's important for us we I to understand why we've been put on this earth now there's there's the particulars and, and, and we're not going to hone down that deep. But in the beginning, when God was creating the heavens and the earth, uh, He set up humanity to play a very distinct role. In Genesis chapter 1, so God it, it's God has blessed, God has, I'm sorry, God has created. And it said, God blessed them. We're talking about humanity, and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over just everything. And remember in the Hebrew language, um, words are really dense and words have uh, more meaning than just what is kind of on the surface. And so what God has established for humanity is, first it says that he blessed us, which is the, the impartation of strength. We have been given from the creator of the universe not only life but strength to live this life okay that's right out of the box he blesses and so it says then be fruitful here is the command of um, yes it's talking about increasing and all that but but taking that strength taking that blessing and then strengthening it doing what we need to do to strengthen who we already are. Okay? Are we we tracking? So he has strengthened us. We have been called to strengthen that strength. And then it says um, multiply. So strength, we strengthen, and now we're called to multiply, to grow up, to mature with the goal in mind that we become powerful and great. That's 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 what God desires for us. That we've been given strength, we strengthen that strength and we grow up and become powerful and we're to fill the earth. Now, I know that that we've talked about, you know, it, it is about um, reproduction and making babies and things like that, but it goes much deeper than that. To fill the earth in the Hebrew mindset also has the meaning of consecrating the earth, which means that we are to take God's creation in the strength that he's given us and the strength that we are strengthening and growing into. We are to take all of this and we are to make the world holy. We are to make this place separate from just the the, the regular everyday dishes, if if I could use that. We have been called to be priests. Priests are what make objects for God. They they pray the blessing. They intervene for humanity. Um, We have been called to make this planet holy, to consecrate it. And then it says that uh we're to subdue it and again that's a violent term of just taking control and we're to have dominion that means we rule so in the beginning when god was setting up this beautiful place he makes people and he says all right i'm giving you strength I want you to strengthen that strength. I want you to grow up in it, become powerful, and I want you to make this world holy. I want you to take control of it, and I want you to dominate, have dominion over it. I want you to rule. God has called us to be both king and priests of this environment, not the ultimate king, but. So that was in the beginning. Now, at the end, in um, Revelation, it says this and they sang a new song saying worthy this is heaven worthy are you to take the scrolls and open it we're, they're talking about jesus uh for you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for god from every tribe language people and nation and you have watch this now you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. So we have this original plan, and then at the end, God reestablished it. That that um, phrase made them a kingdom actually means you've given them authority to rule as a king. And so the plan hasn't changed. Like in the beginning, God said this, and in the end, He's going to restore it back to this. But now we're stuck kind of in the middle of that and we have uh, the challenges of of life and we have to figure out who we are who we are in Christ how do we how do i strengthen me now you might all have different ways of strengthening yourself and i have my but but what is it in me that i have to go after that i have to realize that i have to pursue that i have to press into we all are called to this to this place of understanding who we are in the midst of okay this is the way god set it up and eventually it's going to get back there. But we live in this, this not yet kingdom that's already here. And we will face challenges. We will face attack. We will face uh, darkness. We will ultimately face our enemy. Remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. But that spiritual battle is manifesting itself in the physical realm of our everyday life. We've been blessed. We've been blessed. God is going to put it back together again, but we are kind of just in this this mess. And I've been talking a lot about that. That we're called to mature. We're we're called, uh, not just so we look good. Not just so we can say I'm mature. We're <laughs> called for a purpose to be the light of this world. That's our part as a god carrying right. Every day, or just about every day, I feel in my spirit sometimes a sense of sometimes of frustration, anger, confusion. I I love the story of David. One of the longest stories we have of anybody. in the Bible. And David is an interesting character. he's, He's anointed king at a very young age. To imagine that these four hundred men might not have been the easiest to get along with, there might have been some tension, some backbiting, some arguing, um, some potty mouth. I bet you. I don't know what Hebrew potty mouth sounds like, but I'm sure it sounds potty. And and, and so this is this is who David is involved with. Now there's another verse that 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 intrigues me about. and turn back back to David and David kills him. So this is who David is. Now he's going up against this Philistine. And he has the same, uh, the same chutzpah as with the bear and the lion. See, see, David was so connected with God, to God, that nothing changed his mindset when it came to living this life. He trusted no matter what. He trusted when the bear came at him. He trusted when Goliath came at him. And everything in between, we know that he's he's been um he's been hunted down. Uh attempts made on his life and he's lived this way ever since he was a kid this is david and so this this just doesn't happen there's something in david that allows him to build this trust in god so uh david's hanging out with philistines he's supposed to be um supposed to go to war with them and he goes to battle but the philistine the other people are like you know this guy david we don't know who he really is and so we probably should send him home because if 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 he decides to fight against us and we're in battle then we're just going to lose and so they send david home with all of his men and when he gets there he finds that his his town his village ziklag has been Burned down, and all the women and children are gone. They have been taken captive. And so, David's uh, band of merry men, probably not, um, they become a little bit uh, upset over the situation, and they're so upset that they want to kill David. It said that they wanted to stone him because David has lost. Well, he went and you're supposed to go fight, but they get back, everything gone. And this is what he says. This is what the David greatly distressed for all people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul each for his sons and daughters but David strengthened himself in the Lord David strengthened himself in the Lord there was a process that David engaged in in, that strengthened his inner person his soul his spirit to move to move forward it's not god's job it's not god's responsibility to make sure that i reach my potential like i have a potential It's not, and God has given me this potential, but it's not his responsibility to make sure that it works itself out in my life. See, it's me engaging the potential that God has given me to then grow into the person that God wants me to be. And this this has to do with with thinking about the future. There's a, a verse in Lamentation, and, and it talks about she took no thought of her future. Therefore, her fall is terrible. And, and it's the idea of that when we don't consider what's going to happen when it happens, we're not ready for it, and we can we have the propensity to just crumble to the ground and just be a, just a blech. if we don't consider the future and prepare for it. Things can go really wrong. It's not God's responsibility to make sure I'm ready. He gives me what I need to be ready. It's my responsibility to grow. Him. Look, look at look at the verse about Jesus in Luke. This is in Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and man. about that this is jesus jesus is on this road of maturing jesus is on this road to fulfilling the potential that god has put in him we know ultimately it will take him to the cross but there was process taking place in Jesus. There was process taking place in David. David knew what he had to do to make himself strong in the Lord. Not um, not going to someone else, not going to his priest, not going to his buddies. There was something between David and God that took place that he was able to lift himself out of that, that really junky place. And we know, if you know the story, He rallies the guys. They go and they get everything back. They lose nothing. But before that took place, David strengthened himself in the Lord. That act of strengthening or or getting to that point of, of being strong in the Lord... It's it's as simple the the idea is as simple as this that that to strengthen ourselves in the Lord just means that we are going to realign ourselves with our identity and purpose. That, That that's what it means. To strengthen yourself in the Lord is you begin to realign yourself with your true identity in Christ, who you are in Jesus, and you align yourself with the purposes of God that He has for your life, your potential and so strengthening myself is just beginning to see clearly who I am and what God has for me but there's process to that and it's an important process I think it's even more important now than, than ever because <laughs> the world needs the church even though it's pushing against it, fighting against it it's trying to squelch it the world needs the church which means the world needs each and every one of you all of us that we would rise up and be light that we would realize our potential but there but there is a process and and it and it, and, and I'm not I'm, this is not the 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 end of the whole conversation because there's so many attributes to this idea of strengthening yourself in the Lord. But I just I just wanted to pick a verse and just kind of lay out the beginning because we are called to make a difference. We are called to align ourselves back with the purposes and identity that God has given us and then to go out into this world and live that way. Live our faith out loud so people know, people see, people hear. And so First Thessalonians say that ten times quick it says rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances three basic principles for realigning ourselves with our identity and our purpose in God to rejoice pray and give thanks this is just a, a, a part of the process that we can use to strengthen to strengthen ourselves so i wanted to uh like, like it's this is not just for when it hits the fan this is not just for when things are falling apart and and you're in real turmoil this this is about being this is about making this um, what's the word before um, habitual in our lives, that we would always be rejoicing, we would always be praying, and we would always be giving thanks in all circumstances. I love that. All circumstances. Not just the good stuff, all circumstances. When it goes south, all circumstances. That these would become part of our lives. Like it would be just a natural piece of who we are. It's kind of like... This might be TMI, but that's okay. Um, we all have our listen, uh, we all have our tradition. That's a good word of when we take a shower. Some of you, you go right for the shampoo and conditioner first to lather up that that fuzz you got on top of your head. Some of you go right to lather up that washcloth first, and you lather up and you get the pits and, and whatever you're doing some you just like to stand there at first and let the hot water just hit your back but the thing is we all have this this routine in the shower every one of us and you don't even think about it but it's the same every time that's what we need to get this like like we don't even have to think about it anymore it just becomes part of who we are just a natural everyday occurrence of how we live our life And I know that you're welcome that tomorrow morning everybody's going to be noticing what they do in the shower. But first I want to just get to this idea of, of um, give thanks in all circumstances because that's really, that's, that's, the, that's the toughest one because it's hard to be thankful when things are going wrong. It's hard to be thankful when when you're, you're pressed and, and you're squashed and, and you're just not feeling like, um, well, just giving thanks. God invites us in all circumstances would you give thanks giving the the ability to thank God for, for what we have is the beginning of understanding what we have and when we understand what we've been given when we understand our identity when we understand our purpose then we can fully live into that and so part of that is giving thanks, recognizing, taking time to, to say, okay, this is from God. This is from God. This is, That really is a bummer, but that is also too from God. And how am I going to thank him in this? In Romans chapter one, it says that for the, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of them who by unrighteous suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his individual attributes namely, his eternal power by nature being clearly perceived since the creation of the world what it says there basically is no one has an excuse not to know God that he has revealed himself in everything that he has created now you're not going to have a full understanding of who he is you're not going to have the salvation understanding of who he is but there's no excuse for anyone to go There's there's no God because of what we see in the world. So then it says, so they are without excuse for although they knew God, they knew about him, they knew of him, they didn't come under his authority, although they knew him, watch this now, they did not honor him or give thanks to him. Like Paul goes right to the heart of the matter. Chapter one, this is talking about unrighteousness in the world. What is the... the um? What is the foundation of wickedness and unrighteousness? It is not honoring God for who he is and not being thankful for what he has done and what he has given. Imagine that. Thank- thanklessness, thanklessness, is that a word? Yeah. Thanklessness is a sin. Not being thankful is Sinful. And then it says that that within this sin, um, they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. They couldn't understand or perceive spiritual things because they did not honor God and they did not thank God the simplicity of that, yet the depth of it actually makes me a little nervous. Like, I joke sometimes when, you know, hey, aren't you going to say grace? I say, well, you know, I I said grace once, and it just covers everything. And part of that is true. But the second part of me was convicted just recently of it to go, this meal isn't guaranteed. Like, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't have to, God doesn't have to give me this this meal. And yet He has. And I should be thankful. Not joke about, I said it once for everything. Thankfulness. If we want to understand, if we understand spiritual things, if we want to grow. To strengthen who we are, if we want to live in this world as priests to make this world holy, it begins with honoring God for who He is and being thankful for what He has done, what He is going to do, what He has done, and what He's doing right now. In First Timothy, um, Paul's talking about. Uh, just just some people who are condemning uh, certain behaviors certain foods uh, now the spirit as says says in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deep deceitful spirits and teachings of demons um, who these people forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that god created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth for everything created by god is good And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. So when people say, well, you know, you shouldn't eat that, you shouldn't do that, you should well, wait, wait a minute. And, and yes, there is there is a very, uh, there's no gray area here. Listen, if you're gonna kill somebody and you thank God that you have the ability to kill somebody, you've kind of taken this teaching and you've perverted it a little bit. But when when there's things that that just people are condemning us for, and we know that we have this freedom in Christ, why? Because we know the truth, we understand the truth, and when we receive something with thanksgiving, it almost, it almost creates this, sacredness about it. That we would not just cast something away because the world says it's bad or or that person says it's bad, but, but to think about it, to, to discern it because you are growing, you're maturing, discern what it is and with thanksgiving, receive it and it's made holy by the word of God. Thanksgiving has to be has to be part of my everyday life. Or I'm in sin. Sometimes I don't feel very thankful. Especially in all circumstances. And yet God calls me to this place of being thankful. The next would be... um, Rejoice! Rejoice in the Lord. There is a there is a biblical definition of what rejoicing looks like, and and it's actually in the Psalms. You see it throughout the Psalms, and and rejoicing in the Lord um, really has a connection to praising the Lord, and we do that. At the beginning of our service we praise praise and worship worship and praise but praise is is um joyful praise is about rejoicing and so what the psalms tell us this is what praise or rejoicing looks like dancing shouting clapping leaping making a joyful noise that's not armpit farts that's expressing your joy for god And yet, sometimes we are so subdued. I saw Lily this morning. I'm like, wow, did she look at my sermon notes as she danced before the Lord? See, that's what we're called to do. That our God is so good, he deserves to be celebrated. Our God is so good, he deserves for us to just walk around all day and go, whoa, God is good. Amen. Now, you probably get arrested and, and put in the funny, the wacky word, but that's okay. We are called to just be like, the goodness of God. We take it for granted in our country because we don't really suffer for God. We had um a, a men's breakfast yesterday. Pastor Brad, Brandon came in, and, and it's the pastor, a friend of mine who... I told you guys about went to Nigeria and his pastor friend was killed and he was talking about just it's it, it's time church to rise up and be heard be noticed that we would rejoice that we would praise even in the worst of circumstances this is God's plan for us Hebrews chapter 13 through him let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name and you know this whole idea of the sacrifice of praise um, it kind of, it kind of, kind of stuck with me a little bit, because what it's saying is sacrifice means something has cost you something. When I sacrifice, it costs me something. A sacrifice isn't me giving out of my abundance; it's giving out of my poverty. And so, if I have my last dollar and I give somebody fifty cents. I would be giving and, and this is, but if I gave them the entire dollar, I'm sacrificing. Nothing left over, nothing held back. I'm giving it all to God. The sacrifice of praise sometimes it, it just it confuses me a little bit because what does it mean to be a, a, to sacrifice in praise? And the only thing that I can bring it down to is this. when everything is falling apart, I will praise Him. When everything is falling apart I will rejoice that God Is God that I am His child that he Has me covered even when It looks like it's all falling apart I will rejoice That is the sacrifice because it Puts away how I'm feeling It puts to the side what I'm thinking It puts to the side what other people Are telling me I should do or I Shouldn't do the sacrifice of praise Says I should not everything In my um my physical, mental, earthly mind says you shouldn't be sacrificed or uh, rejoicing in anything. You should be cursing. But the heart of the Lord, who resides within me, says no. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice, and I, it, I don't, I don't want you to think for a minute that I'm minimizing anything that anyone has ever gone through because. Even within our, our, our church, there has been some really hard things, hard things. And yet we're to Thanksgiving in all circumstances and to rejoice. See, these are two components of strengthening myself in the Lord that I get back to my identity who I am in Christ I get back to his purpose for me what does God have for me to do sacrifice of praise and then um, in Psalm in Psalm 100 enter his courts with thanksgiving uh, and gates of thanksgiving his courts with praise rejoicing thanksgiving from the heart, not just looking good. Rejoicing and thanksgiving brings us right into the presence of the Lord. Rejoicing and in thanksgiving invites us into the presence of God. God responds to thanksgiving and rejoicing. Holy Spirit responds to thanksgiving and rejoicing and comes and makes his home with us and our home with him. Enter his presence with, with praise and with thanksgiving. So we got thanksgiving, we got rejoicing, praise. We're talking about strengthening ourselves in the Lord for the battles that are ahead. And the last thing uh, what we talked about is, is prayer in that Thessalonians verse. And there are so many... Uh, there's so many areas of, of prayer it's such it's it just we should be praying without ceasing obviously but there's you know there's there's the asking of God there's proclaiming to God there's there's praising God all of these are par- are parts of of prayer but there was one aspect of prayer I wanted to talk about um and it's and it's the praying in tongues because and we're not talking about the public Praying in, the, in tongues, where the Scripture tells us that if there is tongues spoken within the communal gathering, there should be interpretation of those, so that we, so the church is edified. But there is this prayer that um, the Holy Spirit ignites or opens up within us. That is a prayer language to the Lord, and it's and in it, and its tongue. It's something personal. It's something. Sacred and holy um, to you. uh, Jude talks about it, and Paul talks about it. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. I know there is different interpretation about this, but I'm landing on this, this personal, sacred prayer of tongues that we would pray in the Holy Spirit. And then in Corinthians, the one who speaks in tongues builds up himself. The one who prophesies builds up the church. So there's an edification that takes place when we pray in this prayer language that is unknown to us, um, unknown uh, intellectually or mentally, but but God knows. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 it says that, that, that tongues is this talking to God in perfection to his will. Like when we don't know what to pray, we can pray in this heavenly language and we are praying exactly according to God's will. In Romans chapter 8, it says that when we don't know how to pray, that the Holy Spirit makes groans uh, too deep for understanding on our behalf. But we can come before God, and we can connect who knows the will of God but His Spirit. And when we pray in the Spirit, when we pray in this language, we are connecting in perfection to the will of God because the Spirit knows the will of God. I want to be very clear if you do not have the gift of tongues in a prayer life you are not a second class christian you are not less of a christian you are not unholy you are not broken you are god's child Paul said, I wish all of you prayed in tongues. And so there is, it seems that there are some who, who don't. It doesn't make you less in any way, shape, or form. It's important to understand Because sometimes tongues have been used to to classify the ins and the outs. Some would say that unless you speak in tongues, that you you lack salvation. I I don't I don't believe that. This church doesn't believe that doctrine. But I will say that that the prayer language of tongues is important. It is important that you would you would desire it that you would go to the lord for it that you would you would be here that we could pray over you for the anointing for the baptism of the holy spirit because these are things that strengthen us in our identity and purpose we have to know who we are in order to live into who we are this is what jesus would say in the gospel he said so jesus said to them truly truly i said you uh, the son can do nothing of his own accord but only what he sees the father doing for whatever the father does the son does likewise so jesus didn't act on his own he saw what god was doing he heard what god wanted to say and that's all he could do see jesus grew in stature with both men and god he grew into this place of hearing what god wanted of seeing what god wanted him to do and doing it perfectly jesus was in perfect alignment with his identity and his purpose that god had for him perfect alignments for i have not spoken on my own authority but the father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. Jesus being so connected to his Father, there was no question on what he was to do and what he was to say. He was that connected. Jesus would go away for hours by himself, desolate places. Why? To strengthen himself in the Lord. When people were clawing and, and clamoring for him, when they just wanted his his attention, they wanted his his uh, his miraculous powers to feed them or to heal them. Jesus had to get away from all of that stardom to to, to strengthen himself in the Lord. I think of David dancing before the ark and his pantalones. David got rid of all of the markers of king. All that kingly clothes, all of that kingly decorum that he was supposed to, he threw it all away so that he could rejoice in the Lord. And I believe in those moments of rejoicing, of just abandonment, he was strengthening himself. He was a man after God's own heart. He was, Knew what God wanted. I, yeah, the Old Testament makes me giggle sometimes because you know these these kings or these these players they, they would just go, "Hey God, should I do this?" And God said, "Yes, you should." Anybody get that like all the time? "Hey God, do I do that?" And then you just hear that voice, "Yes, you should," or "No, you shouldn't." It was so instantaneous with with this connection. And I know that uh, it could be um, literary, uh, whatever, but they were so connected to the things of God and they just heard and they knew they grew up in the things that God had for them Strengthening themselves in the Lord, Church. We have to learn how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We have community that we can come to and be strengthened by the brothers and sisters, and we have community that we can um, engage in and be prayed over, and, and even just to complain to and to be loved on and to cry on someone's shoulder or be high fived and rejoice with. We have community for that, but there are times when we just have to get with the Lord ourselves to strengthen ourselves in Him, so that we can grow and realign ourselves with the identity and the purposes that God has for us it is crucial in this day and age that we become brighter in our light that we become more vocal with the love of God that we would even walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and that God would use us for signs and wonders God is only going to give to us what we can handle. And so am I strengthening myself in the Lord. You don't have to wait for like a a, a bad situation to come. But every day we can, I mean, we're talking about rejoicing in God, thanking God, and praying. And you can do those three things before you even get out of bed in the morning. To start your day, strengthening yourself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord, refocused on his purpose and identity, gathered his guys, went and did what they had to do, and brought back everything. All of the stuff that was stolen, and all the women and children, not one was lost. What we could accomplish with the strength of the Lord within us, it goes beyond what we can imagine. I think that's it. So I want to encourage us this morning with a couple things. If you're going through it and you need the strength of the community to go there, gather around you, then there'll be people up here who would love to pray for you. If you desire to be prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then we would love to do that for you too. If tongues is something you desire and yet don't understand it and you need more conversation, you got my number, you know where I can be found. Strengthen ourselves in the Lord it's part of our process of maturing it's part of our process of knowing and understanding and it's part of our process to be light to this world and so Father I thank you for the love that you have for your church, for this world for God you so love this world you gave Jesus Teach us how to strengthen ourselves in your strength, in your grace, in your love. That we can continue to grow brighter in the light that is Jesus Christ. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Amen. Sure. With, with the onslaught of men, will there still be snacks? I know I had some. That's, I, that's the payment to use the building. All right, love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Well, I'll see you Tuesday at prayer.